I will read something from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. <clears throat> to be modest in speaking truth is hypocrisy. Wisdom is not in words. Wisdom is meaning within words. When God threw me a pebble, when God threw me a pebble into this wondrous lake, I disturbed the surface with countless circles. When I reached the depth, I became very still. Is the temperature okay in here for everybody, or is it too cold? You want me to turn it up a little bit? You guys mind if I turn it up a degree or two? It's a little cold now. Well, I'm sure it'll warm up once you get going. <laughs> uh, then I might fall asleep. Okay. I prefer the Holy Comforter. <laughs> never ending, never ending jokes, I know. You just need to hold up a sign that says laugh so we know when we're right. supposed to laugh. <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's spelled L-A-F. That's right. Love him, forgive him, accept him. <laughs> Just as he is. <laughs> I like that kind of attention. Well, shall I start or you? No, go ahead. You know, it's interesting this time of year with the holidays, the holy days, that in one level there's supposed to be a joyful, merry time of year and a grateful time of year. But yet at the same time, it seems like it's the most stressful time of year, sometimes the most depressing time of year as well. It's just interesting as the world, in a sense, in our calendar schedules a time of gratitude and thanksgiving and a merry Christmas, happy holiday type of structure that it's one of those things that the world, in a sense, puts upon us, where we're supposed to, in a sense, live into the way things are built in this world. And all of us, in one way or another, feel that pressure or that internal stress from the outer influence. And it's always good just to pay attention to the things in the world and how we respond within ourselves to those outer influences. And realizing it really is always a choice to whether we respond in what the world calls positive or negative. Or in this case, for those of us looking to respond in loving rather than polarity, that how we choose to respond in that movement of loving in a different way than what the world might expect of us. And it always boils down to simply paying attention and becoming more and more aware of what is present and taking place inside of you. What's going on with you emotionally? What are your thoughts around those feelings? What are the imaginations, the fantasies, the fears you have running? What are the physical actions that you take in accordance, in alignment with these inner movements of energy, if you will? And as always, what about the soul of you? What about the truth of you? What about the light, the loving, and the sound that is the truth of who you are as a divine being of God. What about that? It's always coming back to paying attention inside and making our choices. But in order to make those choices, we've got to come aware and awake 
to what is taking place inside of ourselves, what is present, and honoring what is present for you. Not expecting your own inner experiences to be like everybody else's. Not expecting the world to be according to the way you want the world to be. But simply honoring what is present for you in any given moment. You know that phrase, to live in the moment, to live in the here and the now. But what is living in the moment? What is living in the here and now? Isn't it simply coming present and aware to what is our truth in any given moment? I like to say living in the loving rather than living in the moment. But you see, living in the moment is simply that first step, the doorway to really to begin to now step through the door to live in the loving. Because it is only in living in the moment that we can come awake and aware to the truth of our own inner experience. And when I say it in this regard, I do mean holistically on all the different levels of consciousness with the ultimate choice always looking back toward that source of life itself, God's loving, the divine. But we have to wake up to the divine. We have to wake up to those thoughts, those feelings, those imaginations, our physical experiences. That's part of the journey of awakening, is awaken to all of our inner experience. And we do that through simply paying attention, observing, observing the movement of life around us and observing the movement of life within us. The ultimate awakening is always observing that inner movement, that inner experience of life as it unfolds. So simply give attention to that inner movement, to that inner experience. And just trust and know within yourself when truly God is your first choice that even those inner experiences of negative feelings, negative thoughts, negative fantasies, or even negative actions, we may react angrily, sad, depressed, whatever those are that we do, that that's all part of the journey. That when we can really begin to use that laugh, that LAF, that loving and acceptance and forgiveness, that that is the inner pathway that is the path of spirit. That no matter what you are experiencing in the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body at any given time, that as you choose to laugh, that as you choose to love, as you choose to accept, as you choose to forgive yourself, your own inner experiences and those judgments and fears that run within you, that is the inner path of awakening that we're teaching here. That is the path to sound and light. That is loving. But know as you choose a loving, you will have the experience of loving. And know that as you choose the loving, you will also have the experiences of the world. The difference is that as you move through your experiences of the world, of the good and evil, the polarities, the right and the wrongs, the good and the bad, that always when you keep your eyes on God, keep your eyes on that loving within, you will overcome and step through all of these other experiences. That's why it's always important to have a goal or an intention or a direction 
a purpose that we can move towards, that we can fulfill through our own inner experience. We all choose our own goals. We all set our own intentions. A lot of us do it unconsciously. And a lot of us do it very purposefully. So pay attention to even those things that you are making your choices and intentions and goals. You're choosing those things because there's some value for you to learn in those choices. But just know that as you choose the loving, that doesn't mean that the negative experiences of the world of polarity are going to disappear and dissolve. If anything, they're going to become more aware and awake within you. You're going to be more aware of the polarities, more aware of the negative experiences, more aware of this realm of duality of time and space. But as your awareness awakens to time and space itself, always remember that you're on a journey of awakening and liberation, a journey of freedom, that as you keep choosing that greater light and sound, that greater loving, that's the journey. That's the journey through all of this realm of time and space. So never lose hope. Never lose your focus, even in the midst of the disturbance. Always hold that inner place of awareness on the divine. At any time you find yourself, whether it's through the holidays or any time of year, beginning to experience the influence of the world of duality pushing against you, or whether it's your own internal pressures pushing against you from within, no matter which direction it's coming, simply pay attention and learn from those movements, those experiences. And then as you awaken to them, it is simply a simple choice of always choosing back into the loving and redirecting your focus towards your goal, your intention. And in this case, I'm speaking of God. And know that as you always have that before you, you always move towards that. So move towards it. Know that the movement towards that awakening is the answer, is the solution to your questions, to the disturbance, to the unawarenesses, the unknown, the fears, the fantasies, the judgments, our own creations. It'll all awaken. It'll all make sense as you continue to simply move forward. Even in those moments where you feel stuck, where you feel trapped. In truth, it is simply a viewing point to view, to come awake and aware and learn in the experience that you're experiencing in that moment. So that through your observation, you can see the darkness and the light and the polarities of the world at play to discover, to learn, to grow, to know yourself in ever greater ways, to know the divine in the experience of God's loving in all of creation. It truly is a journey of awakening through our experience. That's all this is. Always remember, it is simply a process of experiencing. And through that experience is where we learn and grow. And in that learning and growing, 
will continue to make new choices, new decisions, to move forward, to have yet more experience. But as we choose the path of spirit, those choices and decisions we make are going to lead us into the experiences of the greater truth of spirit, out of the realm of duality, out of polarity. So just know the journey lays before you, that it is simply a journey of experience, not of trying to get out of something, not of even trying to move towards something, even though it's good to move towards something. It is about living the loving in the moment, living the loving through all of our experiences. That's the journey, is to live the loving. And as we choose and live that loving, it, it of its own nature will awaken within us. It will awaken us to itself because that's who we are. It happens automatically as we simply choose and then back up our choices with those actions to do the loving, to share the loving, to receive the loving, to move in and through that river of loving. One of the things in this world that is easy to do is to get caught up in routines and habits. Even in the holidays now, most of us may have a routine that we do year in and year out. Then in a sense, we've kind of lost the joy of the holidays, that we just do it because we're supposed to do it now, because this is what we do. This is what we've learned. This is what the world does. So we just do it to move along, to just go through that experience. And often it is when we get, in a sense, in a routine like that, that we feel like we're in a rut. That's the same old boring thing. That life has nothing new. Well, the way I know it is that life does not take on the newness until we choose to experience something new. If you want to experience something new and experience the greater joy that the holidays, the holy days, are truly of, look within. Look to the joy, the gratitude, the happy holiness within you. That's where you'll find it. That's really what this is about. That's what even the holidays were created around. Those dates we've put on the calendar are simply auto-reflections that we've chosen to celebrate. Truly more the inner experiences of the awakening, the joy, the gratitude. So let the world serve you as a mirror to reflect back to you the inner truth. Always look back to that inner truth and know that that's where your source of joy and loving is. Don't expect the world to give you that truth, that joy, that gratitude. Don't even expect yourself to give that to yourself. Just know within you that as you choose the loving, the loving nature itself, that comes with it. The gratitude, the joy, the peace comes automatically as we choose the spirit within. That is the nature of spirit. That is divine. And in that divineness is where we live, the fullness. In that divineness, there is always the newness. 
not only every day, but every moment is new. So if you find yourself caught up, tired, sad, depressed, frustrated, stressed from the busyness of the holidays, take a mini meditation. Take a moment. Go within. Tap back into that inner truth and allow the joy and the gratitude to come within. And then as it moves and awakens within you, then open your eyes and do the day in loving. Do the day giving thanks for that loving. So what am I saying? Look to God. Look to the loving first and foremost. Look to that loving always. If you find yourself at any moment not experiencing that movement of loving, simply take a moment. Take a moment with God. Take a moment to refocus yourself back into that divine spark within you. It's always there. It's always available at any time, anywhere. Do that for yourself. Do that for yourself. Do that more and more. Live that loving. And know that it's always at the seat of the soul. And all you have to do is simply focus and give your attention to where that divine spark rests within. So pay attention to the routine. Pay attention to the habits. If you find yourself caught up in that flow and you feel unfulfilled or depressed with life or the way things are going, begin to love that. Change does not occur when we do it out of judgment and fear, when we do it out of hatred or not liking the way our lives are. True change occurs as we truly love all things, as we love those things within us, as we love our lives just the way they are. So don't approach your life with judgment because it's not the way you would like it. Approach it with loving. And in that loving, you can free whatever those routines and habits where you feel stuck. It's through the loving that creates the change. And it's through that loving that as you do it and practice it more and more, that the change that you're truly seeking for that greater fullness, for that greater newness, that greater joy begins to take place. And all it takes is a little stirring to begin to really know what that is. Just a little movement is all it takes because who we are knows what that movement is. We know it when it awakens. We know it when it stirs within us. But as soon as it stirs and we think we've got a hold of it, the next moment it's gone. Once again we feel like we're back repeating the same old routine and then we begin to go into that hopeless despair. But remember you've tapped into it. Remember how you've tapped in. Do it again. Redirect your attention. Do it again. Once again look into the divine. Over and over Keep repeating. Repetition is the key. Repetition is the way we train ourselves into that which we want. 
So if you want to awaken, if you want to live the loving, if you want to know the divine within you and in all things, keep repeating the same choice. Keep repeating the same actions of looking within. Keep repeating that inner movement of loving. And not only as you choose into it, you look to God to receive God's love, but that you begin to give God's loving. That you share that loving that you tap into within yourself first and with God. And as you do that, you'll begin to share it with others as well. But first and foremost, do it inside because that's where you awaken and know that divine experience. If you begin to jump too soon to share it with everybody around you, sometimes you give it away to the world and that can be a very nice experience, but then you may find yourself empty. So replenish yourself, renew yourself by always turning back within. That everlasting fountain of life does reside within you. And if you live in that constantly, moment by moment, you can always renew yourself, always experience that movement, the never-ending supply, the wellspring of spirit within. And then it is always bubbling from you, overflowing, touching into others, that you always keep that inner eye, that inner focus upon the source. And then you just allow that movement to naturally just share itself, to spill over, to bubble over, to go to others as it wishes to move all in its own accord, not out of the ego or our personality directing it, but simply out of the movement of loving itself. Let go and let God and allow the choices to be made spiritually, not out of the mind and the ego. But in order to do that, we've always got to go back within simply holding our attention, keeping that door open to spirit within to allow it to flow the way it wishes to flow. <clears throat> That's the simplicity of this. All we have to do is continue to give our love to God, to give our attention to that source within. And it of its own nature will move in accordance of how it moves. That's truly God's will. The will of God is simply that movement of loving. Don't get caught up in the details of how you think it's supposed to look, of how you want it to look, or how others want it to look. But get caught up in that movement itself and stay in that. Keep coming back to that over and over. That's the renewing. That's the rebirthing. That's the rejuvenation and that's the regeneration. Always the same. Always one-pointed. Always simple. Always present. Always aware. So simply awaken to that divine source within you. That's the journey of life and the journey of spirit. All those inner experiences you may be searching to know the inner levels, not only physically, but astrally, causally, mentally, etherically, solically, and spiritually. All those levels will begin 
to get answered within you. You'll begin to move into the inner experiences, into the truer realms beyond the realms of reflection. So start where you're at and follow that loving. It will lead you through the journey of the realms. It will lead you through the land of reflection. It will lead you into those inner experiences or out-of-body experiences or spiritual visions and awakenings that may have drawn you to this path in the first place. As you follow that source in the movement, by its very nature, will begin to lift you into the greater inner experience, into the greater awakening, where the soul truly does return and become one once again with the source itself, with God everlasting. You know, it's quite interesting that there, in a sense, is kind of two parts to this journey. One is the inner journey of meditation and awakening through the realms, having the direct inner experience. And the other part of the journey is really practicing and doing the loving, the acceptance, forgiveness with your inner kingdom, with your own emotions, your own fantasies, your own fears, your own thoughts and beliefs. So there is two parts to this journey. And lately you've been hearing us talk a lot about the inner kingdom and working with LAF, L-A-F. The reason why we've been doing that a lot is because we know that as, in a sense as you clean up your own inner kingdom through loving, acceptance, forgiveness, it clears the way it clears the path by which you can, by which your soul, of who you really are, can begin to turn to the outer kingdom, to turn from that inner focus where its attention has been called through all the things that have been unanswered and undone. The loving acceptance forgiveness brings freedom, <clears throat> brings completion to all those things within you so that who you are a soul can begin to look beyond the inner kingdom and look to the greater kingdom of God. So know that there are two parts. That's why we talk of LAF. That's why we talk of meditation. The two work together, but the greater journey is through the meditation. The greater journey is beyond this physical inner kingdom the body, mind, and emotions. But just know as you do the inner kingdom work that it does clear the way to experience the greater journey. Because first, through the loving, we've got to pull the soul's energy out of the body up to the seat of the soul. Where here, it can begin to take its focus that has been down and out and begin to gather its focus so it can begin now to turn up and then it could begin the journey out into the other realms. It's a perfect flow. But we do hope you understand the flow, that as you work that flow, there's a natural order that unfolds. What I do in my own personal meditation is just like we start off each class here every week. Go within. 
Focus at the seat of the soul. Chant the names of God. Awaken to the loving within. And as you hold your attention there, you may, or I should say you will, find yourself being drawn back down into the body, the emotions, the mind. It's just like gravity. It's just what happened. But that's the world that pulls on who we are a soul. Don't judge it. Don't get upset. Because the more you react to that, the more you do get frustrated with that, it locks in tighter. It'll take hold even stronger. Because that which we resist matches. Our reaction is the magnetic polarity that holds the soul here. So when you feel that pull, simply look, observe in a state of neutrality. No resistance, no judgment, no fear. Simply observe and pay attention to what it is that's taking place inside. And as you do that, then begin to allow that focus of where you started in meditation on the seat of the soul and loving. Allow that loving simply to move into your inner kingdom, bringing the laugh inside. That's how you free yourself, is to love yourself, to love the disturbance and the attachments within you, to love your own inner creations, to love the good and the bad within. Allow that loving simply to move through that inner kingdom within you. That's how you free yourself of your karmas. That's how you free yourself of the attachments and the disturbances that come inside in this world. That's how you free yourself of even those positive attachments, the things you even like in this world. If they're attachments, they're holding us here. It doesn't mean you've got to give up the things you like doing. It simply means letting go of the inner attachment to the outer experience. That's all. You can still participate in the physical world, but when you do it in the state of unconditional loving and neutrality, your participation is free. You're free. You're not caught up or stuck in the experience in this world. So know that as you practice that, in a sense, you can still enjoy participating in this physical universe, but you're participating, participating from a different place inside of you, from a place of freedom and detachment, a place of neutrality. And it's easier to live life that way. And when we live life that way, it's easier to be joyful and grateful for all of our experiences. But then know there's a greater journey, a much greater journey beyond this physical dimension. And so as you let go of your attachments to the internal kingdom here, the inner kingdom, in your meditation, then you just allow the focus to come back up to the seat of the soul just as you began. And once again, redirect your attention back to the source of loving, back to that inner light and sound. Begin once again chanting those sacred names of God, sharing your loving with the Lord, 
And as you share that loving, then you'll begin to lift beyond the body, beyond the imagination, beyond the emotions, beyond the mind. That's the greater journey. It is a step-by-step -step process. So in your meditation, allow yourself just to move in that flow wherever the loving's moving, whether it's down and into the inner kingdom or whether it's up into the outer kingdom. Just like breathing in and breathing out, life itself moves in and out. So just allow that river of loving to move in you and through you and move in you and out of you. And all you do is that divine spark is ride that stream of consciousness. That's the radiant form. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what we mean when we say living the loving. So in your meditation, just pay attention. Again, when you find yourself frustrated or stressed or pressured in any way, just relax and understand this is just what takes place. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing negative or bad taking place. It's kind of funny because I feel like at the end of my sharing, but yet it's like an open door, like it's incomplete at the moment, so I don't... Let me just look here for a moment. Isn't it nice just to take a moment and be quiet? Because right now as I'm quiet, I feel myself being filled back up again. It's kind of like letting God breathe you. When we meditate, we give God the chance to breathe us. It's the in-breath to breathe in the loving, to be filled. And on the out-breath is where we get to experience the greater journey, moving back into the heart of God. Okay. <laughs>
Well, <clears throat> it's interesting in what Brian was sharing, but it was also interesting in how Brian moved from sharing a lot of words into sharing experience, into sharing a moment of being rather than words. And that's really what this pathway is all about. We may share a lot of words with you, but ultimately what we're wanting to do is to bring you to that place of stillness, of quiet, of paying attention to the moment and to the movement in that moment and living in that. And that's done not in getting caught up in the world or getting caught up in words. It's being caught up in the moment of loving, of stillness, of quiet. Be still and know that I am. Oftentimes, we are so aware of disturbance, of all the things placed upon us by the world and created within ourselves that we place upon us as expectation of need, of want, of have to, that we do not take time to find that place of quiet inside, to be still inside. Even during our meditations, we might find we go into meditation for a moment in stillness, in quiet, in vulnerability, but very quickly we move into expectation. Am I going to get out of the body? Am I going to have inner experience? Am I going to see something, feel something, hear something, know something? Are these questions going to be answered? Am I going to have enlightenment? And before long, we're once again caught up in the actions of this world and the actions of the lower self rather than coming to that place of stillness where we can begin to experience the divine of ourself. As Brian was sharing, I was aware of how often we are so caught up in the movement of polarity, of the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly. And as he was sharing, I kept seeing Brian moving into that place of stillness that resides between those two polarities, between the good and the bad, between the beautiful and the ugly and living and sharing from that place. And that's really moving into a place of vulnerability that each of us are here to come to an understanding of. One way that I came into the understanding of that action of vulnerability has to do with the, the holiday Thanksgiving. I was aware so many years ago of how often we get caught up in our expectations, our own expectations that we've created around holiday or the expectations that have been placed upon us by others. And so I have looked at all these different places called holidays in the world to see how can I make it a holy day within myself rather than something having to do with the outer and expectation how can I begin to live that which is sacred in me in this day? And so I began to look at the word thanksgiving and realizing that I find the greatest thanks when I'm in the movement of giving, of sharing myself with others, of sharing what I have with others, in sharing, in giving.
And in moving my energy into the presence with others and being with them, listening to them, sharing with them, however that might be. So for me, the day Thanksgiving is a day of giving, of giving thanks to God, giving thanks to myself, giving thanks to all that are in my life, and giving however that might be. And that action for me is a movement of energy. It's a movement. And it's a choice of movement. And that's how we can get out of hell and back into heaven within ourselves and within this creation is by ever being present in how we are choosing to move in this creation and how we are choosing to participate in that movement. Oftentimes, we think we are participating in life when really we are just following conditions and habits and doing routines. 